Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is an embodiment of strength and resiliency. After a cancer diagnosis at age 14, he was determined to shine a light on the many struggles families face after a cancer diagnosis and find ways to provide support. Now 10 years post-treatment, he's embarking on a cross-country trek from New York to LA to demonstrate the importance of never giving up while raising funds for pediatric cancer patients through his nonprofit, Champions Do Overcome. Please welcome Cody O'Connor. Hello, hello. Hello, sound the applause. I, oh, that's what I need. Talk about daytime talk show. <laughs> like I need it. We have a little bit of a in-house audience, in-studio audience. Your 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 gals here, but I do wish we. Yeah, I wish I was Kelly Clarkson. Is really basically what yeah, I'm so saying. Yeah, so really, she bombed the intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking. We were talking before that. Yeah, you got some fun stuff in the works. That's cool. That's cool. I have to say before we start that I was. Watching, you know, I was like prepping for our conversation yesterday, and I am personally just going through like a really difficult time. Just, I was at a really low point yesterday, and I was like, okay, I gotta like, you know, prep for this tomorrow, like just do some things on my to do list to kind of try to like get me feeling okay. And so I watched the video on your nonprofit's website, and it's like a four minute video, right? It's like not mm-hmm. that long at all, but I, instantly felt better. I was like, no, like you, you can do this. Like you can get through this. So I'm sure that you are inspiring tons of families and patients that are battling cancer, but like you're also directly affecting people that are just maybe are going through a rough time and need this to hear, like, keep going. And that's, I think one thing that we're all trying to do. Yeah. I think if we only help, uh, inspire anyway, uh, cancer families, then I don't think that we set our mission clear mm, enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because every single person is told something in their lives at some point that contradicts what their dreams are, yeah. right? And uh, so standing for hope or positivity, especially in such a dark time right now, mm-hmm. it's much needed. Yeah, and, yeah. and everyone's going to go through hard shit. It might not be a cancer diagnosis, yep. but it's still... A, a difficult thing to get through. Still it's something. Like important message. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, it, it's every single thing in life, right, has to be overcame. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's hurdles, right. daily hurt. Like you said, you're at a rough point the other day. Yep. I live off of a checklist. I live off of the whole idea of, okay, let me actually put an, a check down on paper because that motivates me to get to the next one, right? Mm. It's it's a instinct satisfaction thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and th- those little hurdles, okay. I made it to level two. I made it to level three. Like it's 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 a big motivator to keep going. Right. You see, like, hey, this was a really difficult thing that I didn't want to do, or I didn't think I was going to be right. able to do, or I couldn't get through. Look, I did it. I yeah. checked it off completely. Like it's like a visual 
a visual reminder. Yeah. I mean, and similarly, when walking, you hit a telephone pole. Yes, let's go. Next yeah, one. Right, Come right, on. Right, right, right. Even if that's only 100 feet. Oh, my God. No, we have so much to talk about this walk. I can't. I, can't, I cannot wait to hear. But I, I have a feeling that you're probably really good now. You've had a lot of practice at telling your story and like sharing. And I know you have a lot of important messaging and, and storytelling to do. So I want to shut up as quickly as possible and let you talk. So where in your mind does this journey begin? Is it the cancer diagnosis? Is it even maybe before that? Like, where does it start for you? I think it does. I mean, it starts with finding out you have cancer. Yeah. Uh, everybody usually asks though, how did you find out you had cancer? So I guess in theory... I'm going to let everyone else that's interviewed you do all the work for me. You just like, <laughs> will you just sit here and be like, okay, I've heard this question before, answer. <laughs> so I can just listen. No, I'm just kidding. So I guess the real start is how that came about, mm-hmm. right? And it, it starts with a misdiagnosis. I took off for a sprint in eighth grade. Uh, I was playing football. Okay. Just a simple 10-yard warm-up sprint. Yeah. And immediately started clutching my ankle. Uh, it was like a pain that just radiated throughout my whole right leg. Oh, wow. Um, doctor said it was Achilles tendonitis. And basically, rest in ice. Yeah. You'll be all right. Cool. So I ran warm-up laps the rest of the time uh, on concrete. And then when about a 10-day period was gone, began sprinting with everybody else again. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm good. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feel good. Feel good. And really took off like a baby gazelle off this finished starting line after that felt fresh. And then we noticed that the pain came back, but, mm. but I started thinking like, it's just because I'm on it. Right. Maybe I, I didn't have enough rest. Yeah. 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 And at the time exercise was my outlet, uh, still kind of is, to the choir. but yeah. you know, yeah. it is how I push through tough times and everything. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm not never off my feet. I went it from football to wrestling on my feet all the time, consistently training, consistently, you know, flexing and everything down there. And I was like, okay, well, just ice it, ibuprofen, I'm fine. Yeah. But the and pain you're like I'm young. Yeah. Like, oh, this is just I'm an athlete. Athletes have yeah, pain. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're never thinking, especially at the shape I was in, I'm never thinking No especially cancer. No. You know, I mean, I, if I would have broke my leg, I would have been like, okay, I got to stop, you yep, know, yep. but I ne- I'm not thinking anything debilitating. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, started eating ibuprofen, like mm. as if they're candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's like very painful for you mm-hmm. and it's your, what leg is it? Right leg. Right leg and shooting pain up the right leg. Yep. And, uh, there, at night I would wake up almost religiously at that two, between two and four to eat ibuprofen Mm. um, just to sleep a couple more hours because it was a pulsating in my ankle. Yeah. I compare it to a growing pain times 10. Okay. You know, if you can wrap that in your head. Yeah. It's uh, in furthering that there were days at school where I'm like shuffling my feet Mm. because of the pain to even push myself up steps. Mm. And all of that being said, it's 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 still never crossing anybody's mind that it's a tumor. No, right? No. <laughs> so I mean, I'm you know approaching freshman year now, and I'm going camping with my dad. I'm training uh, for wrestling with the varsity squad, so I, I was fairly decent and competitive in that sport. Mm-hmm. And we uh, were training, and um, I got, went 
like I said, camping with my dad and, and we kind of came up with a plan. Okay. This gap is when we can get you some help and, or get you looked at if you're still having problems. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, my mom didn't like that answer because Mm. it was about a month and a half later. And, uh, she saw me with a ankle the that was double the size of my other oh, one. Oh, so it's like swelling too. Yeah, and this okay. so about a year of growth is what we have now, oh, and wow. uh, and it spiraled very very quickly after that. X ray was uh, ordered by the doctor that misdiagnosed me. Mm. Uh, he said he never felt anything like this in his life. Uh, saw swelling on the X ray, a big softball size glowing blob on the MRI, and uh, after that you just kind of knew there's. We we got we got a fight. Wow. So, yeah. So what kind of cancer was e- it? Ewing sarcoma. And that's very rare, right? Yeah, about four hundred kids a year in the in America come down with this. So that's really rare. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of it, mine was even a notch rarer. Mm. <laughs> uh it was only found in my soft tissue surrounding my bone. Uh, yes, they saw swelling and, and the bone itself was bruised, mm. but they can never prove that it was in my bone. So of the 400, there's probably between 10 and 15 oh, a year shit. that come down with it only in their soft tissue. So the Lord really blessed my path. That's one of those things where it had it been in the bone. Okay, the bone would be It would have been in a, it worse. W- most likely marrow, all this other. It, it yeah. would have been a much more difficult battle. Yeah. Yeah. So do, do they... I could imagine if that were me, I would be like, why did this happen? Like, is it, is it, am I, is there plastic in my water? Is there like, what, whatever, right? I would like try, I would be like trying to figure out why. Did you go through any of that or do you like asking those questions or do they have any answers for you? Or is it like, this was just like, this was the hand you were dealt? So that's kind of twofolded, right? It's a, uh... Part of it was m- me, and then you kind of asked something to do with the doctors, right? Oh. And uh, so did I ever look at myself and say, why me? Yeah. And uh, the answer is, the short answer is no, but I'm not a Superman, so I'm not not superhuman. I started to say, why me, one time, mm. and immediately broke down in tears mm. as soon as the... I, the, the it, I didn't finish the word why. It was whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And, and I broke down in those tears um, and then prayed saying, I'm sorry. Mm. Because out of anybody in my family, if I went and started questioning why me, I would have felt like I was putting this on somebody else. Mm, I and I felt that I was in uh, shape or that this was my burden to to, to battle. Right. Yeah. So I like that thought of like, well, if it was going to happen to anyone else, you're like, Oh, I'll take it. Yes. I would be the same way. I'm sure like most people would be like, give it to me. I would, I would much rather be in pain than see other people that I love in pain. Completely. Yeah. And it was one of those things that I couldn't, other people were asking why you, and I could never say it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I felt I had the fighters mentality. I kind of felt we're going to, we can beat this, mm-hmm. um, no matter how hard it was or yeah. how much, you know, pain and difficulty my family went through, I felt we could beat this. Yeah. Uh, the other side of that that you asked about was, could we have predicted this? And, uh, the doctors, so I'm a mutant. I have, uh, my chromosomes are not one through, I don't know, whatever, 
22 chromosomes, 23 chromosomes, something like that. Uh, He's looking at his girlfriend like, "Uh, can you help me out here? Yeah, it's Miss Nurse over there. Yeah, right. Um, So my chromosomes go 1 through 17, and then it hits 21, and then it goes 19, 20, and then 18, and then 22, 23, I believe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so mine are very, they're jumbled. Okay. And uh, they've noticed that some of these diagnoses can be, well, all have that. Now, interesting. could they have predicted that I would have fought this? I don't know. Yeah. Because there's no pattern with when, right? Mm. So they would have, all they could tell me is, we probably could have told you at some point in your life you would have fought cancer. Wow. Okay. Okay. But it's like people aren't like getting those... What do you even call it? Like a chromosome reading? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, like a Because it's not a normal blood test. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't I, know anything yeah. about my chromosomes. I, I have no <laughs> idea. now I'm like, do yeah. I need to know? <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah. I have no <laughs> yeah, idea. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Wow, that's interesting. So you get the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Do Are they like, we got to start treatment now? We have to take this out now? What happens after that? Yeah, so I conned my surgeon into letting me play soccer that weekend because my team never made it to state. Perfect. And it was a qualifying match. And yeah. I was like, hey, this is it. This is, you know, I didn't know that would be the last time I ever stepped foot on any type of competitive field oh. ever in my life. Yeah. Um, had I had known that, I probably would have set some fireworks off or right, something. Right, but, right, right, right. Uh, he, he cut into my leg on for the biopsy and was uh, literally, he was like, I should never have let him play. Um, he th- said it was a miracle that my bone didn't snap from this, like the weight of the tumor mm-hmm, and oh, the pressure wow. that it was pushing, uh, had it had snapped, it would have punctured in the vascularity of a tumor. I would have bled out internally. Oh, so yeah. God. Uh, so he was like, I should have never let him do that. But uh, shortly after that, uh, we were PET scan, uh, with port placement, marrow extraction, oh, and wow. then the prescription was there and it was, it was go, go, go. So, so what did treatment look like for you and how long was it? 10 months of chemo. Uh, one of those chemos were six days. One was about three. Um, had a, uh, good fact of one of the drugs I got was used to make mustard gas. So that's oh, fun. Interesting. Yeah. And one <laughs> drug I received for 48 hours straight. So that was fun too. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> they really take you near death. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, like, I, I don't have an experience of someone like directly that I know dealing with cancer, like going through treatment. So I'm pretty like ignorant about the whole process. Like I understand like they do the port so they can Mm -hmm. easily like when you come in or whatever, but like what, yeah. How does it feel? Like what's the experience like? I mean, it varies for everybody. Right. Right. It really does. Um, you know, me, it was really weird watching Kool-Aid go into your body. Mm. Uh, cause this, this, uh, 48 hour drip was very, Orange, red. I'm mm. colorblind, so yeah. I, I'm, I always say I'm all orange, yellow, red, blue, it's green. It's a color. It's, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. And uh, it's pouring into my veins, and uh, <laughs> it's a very unique experience to see. Uh, it tastes really bad. Yeah. You don't drink it, but you can taste it through your veins. Really? I could. It tasted very, very bad. It's oh. like Clorox, oh. you know, like you can just smell it and it just, yeah. You know, like how if you smell something, yes. it's like the aftertaste, yes. right? I, it, that's how I would compare it is it's like Clorox or something. And do you instantly feel bad or is it like a- after a while you just like start to like slowly, is it like a fatigue feeling? Is it yeah. nausea? I mean, again, everybody's different. Yeah, um, yeah, for you. For me, it was a onset. So I had my eyebrows 
The only hair I lost was the top of my head. And I had the rest of my hair up until surgery. So that was probably a solid four months where I was walking around like I'm the uh, hot shot bald guy yeah, that's about sure. to go pull every woman that I see, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you had to, right? <laughs> right yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm also the guy that was in the bathroom for four hours fighting a nosebleed mm. because I couldn't do anything. So, yeah. um, and then surgery hit, and then it was a completely different experience with cancer. So mine's mm. kind of two different stories. It's yeah. uh, the first one where I'm just walking around thinking that this is a game, and then the second one walking around knowing that my life is on the line. So, And, and the side effects with each are um, I, I never really was nauseous. I never really was puking everywhere or anything. I... Um, I didn't go through the mouth sores, the throat sores, mm-hmm. and all of that. I had a couple days where I went through certain things. So there was mm-hmm. one time in the hospital where probably the whole day I was puking. But that was only one day out of like 60. Yeah. You know, okay. and then there was a time, the nosebleeds, that was a common problem for mm-hmm. me. And that was just because I tried fighting transfusions. Um, I didn't, only because I didn't want to go back. Yeah. I wanted to stay out of the hospital. Right. And you're like, what, 14, 15 when yeah. this is happening? Yeah. I've turned 15 in December. So it was right before my 15th birthday that <sighs> I was diagnosed. And it it is it was all because I wanted to just play games or I wanted to sure. go I mean, yeah, out. Yeah, you wanted you know? to be a teenage boy. Right, right, right. And you're like, have to just sit down. Correct. Which is the worst thing to, <laughs> for a teenage boy to do is just to sit down. Don't Let alone, move, right. <laughs> yeah, go through all this treatment. Yep. So when, when you were diagnosed, were they like very clear, like this could be life-threatening? Or what was the messaging that they... They didn't tell me that. Okay. They told me that I had like a 72% chance of survival. And I said, Oh my God, they let's give, go. They give like percentages <laughs> like that? Yeah, through the grapevine, you know. Maybe, oh. maybe, you know, and I, I felt like that was like, oh, that's passing. Let's go. Let's make it happen. No, right? for sure. I, that's, I, that's, that's better than a 50%. Definitely. You know? I was like, oh, I know school. I'm good. De- yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Oh, but still scary. Yeah. yeah I had a math t- teacher, my honors math teacher at the time. Um, she and all the teaching staff, because she was kind of talking to them about the battle, uh, figured out a statistic that I just found out a couple years ago. And that was, had I been 15 years old, it would have been a statistic of like 33, 35% chance of survival. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, physically, it's like a a huge toll on your body, obviously. And how long are you in treatment? Like how, did you say 10 months? 10 months. And then we also had, so with a port placement, I had little body fat and every, and my muscle was fairly there. Yeah. Developed. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so anytime I would move, I actually, my port flipped twice. So I was in about five, six port surgeries just to get it stitched down back into my pec. Um, and so that on top of that, plus the three leg surgeries, 25 cycles of radiation. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it drives, it, it, drains you out but totally but like again this is like we're, we're talking about the physical stuff but like how are you doing emotionally it sounds like you have a really good attitude and it, like from the jump you were like this is great it, i was a stubborn attitude yeah that's what it is that's yeah. that again that You're ignorance like, yeah, just try to kill me yeah it's just the try. ignorance <laughs> of an athlete right yes. like that's basically you know oh i'm gonna win this battle you know yeah. i'm yeah it was very ignorant but um 
I kind of alluded to the two different tales, yeah. right? Yeah. And in the beginning, I, I knew the whole time I knew that I could do this, but there was definitely that polarizing moment where I'm staring in the mirror, rubbing my eyebrows off and not understanding what I'm looking at. Yeah. And that was by far the moment where it was like, okay, was this is real. Point. Let's yeah. make this happen. Lord, please help me. Yeah. You know, and, and I started going to all my transfusions. I started taking mm. preventatives and this mm-hmm. and that, just things to help me get through. Uh, so mentally it was brought me so much closer to faith it, yeah, it uh imagine. <laughs> um you you realize to embrace the small things i watch squirrels play a lot yeah it was very weird but yeah. it was something oh. that kept the time busy yeah. and uh and it you you realize that you do any little thing like that just to occupy yourself or yeah. you find beauty in everything oh, so yeah I can it's imagine. uh it was definitely something that was draining mentally physically and emotionally but yeah. uh but it, it was something that I turned over to a higher power. Yeah. So. And then how is your family dealing? Oh, distraught. Ch- All the distraught, time. Distraught, I feel yeah. like, is such an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like. I mean, they're going through, um, you know, rehome. Like, you know, we, we left our home because we couldn't afford it. And, oh. um, well, or eviction, one of the two. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bankruptcy. I mean, just uh, all those things you said. Food. Surgeries. Yeah, key, Like, all of that. That is... All of it. So expensive. Yep. It is. And we... My grandparents took us in, so... Uh, it, it was short-lived, in a sense, for us with that stuff, out of the grand scheme of it. It was most of the first chunk of the battle, first part of the battle, was spent in limbo. And then the second half, after surgery, was much more solidified. Uh, so we had our support system kick in with uh, our church donated three meals a week wow. to the whole family. Um, and you have like a lot of siblings, right? You come from a pretty big yeah, family. I am one of seven. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's big. Or the oldest of seven, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I can't imagine like just the stress on everyone, like let alone, okay, they're concerned about your health. And then Oh, we have to also put food on the table and take care of our other children and and find a place to live. Like all of those things. Like it must just be. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I it, can't even wrap yeah. my brain around it. I don't know if many yeah. people can. It, it's it's something that needs helped, which is why we created our nonprofit. Yeah. And uh, so Champions Do Overcome strives to pay for cost of living bills to keep the family together yeah, as well as send like the parents on date nights so that they stay strong, uh, and provide a support system, uh, through, for the patient, for the family, for the siblings. Um, I saw too much my, the attention being pulled from them and put yeah. on me and I hated that. Oh my God. I Absolutely know like, there's it. so many different dynamics going on and there's so many different levels of support that everyone involved needs. Yeah. Yeah. It's such and, a difficult time. And too many, too often. I mean, the patient needs a lot, don't get me wrong. Uh, but the family, the family it's themselves, I mean, they go through just you have divorce rates that are horrible anyway. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Anyway, it's they're so much bad. added stress to a marriage to deal but, with. But they get even much more worse with uh cancer or any trauma. Trauma. You know? Yeah, totally. So when did you, like, what gave you the idea to start this charity? What was the moment where you're like, I want to do something? Uh, it, it was from seeing their, my siblings. 
because uh, I'm a big believer that because I was fighting a temporary illness, that they needed to still live their life. Yeah. Because I was going to be okay. And right. that, that's what I was feeling. Yeah. So when I was... I don't, rec- I don't want everyone's life to like go off the rails right. just because of this one right. thing. I mean, this one thing is a very big thing, but right. I understand that right. thought process. So it really stemmed from that. And laying in the hospital bed, I actually was receiving chemo when I was thinking about this. And I was like, let's, let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't look like this initially. It looked like something that was just going to... Prov- um, I wanted just to help the siblings. Yeah, yeah. And then when I talked to my support system, my business coaches, people like that, they were like, well, why don't you just go all in yeah. and, uh, and see, see if you can make the larger impact yeah. for the whole battle. Yeah. And that's where we ended up. And, you know, so we're a 501c3, same level as like Make-A-Wish and right. all your other large nonprofits. nonprofits. Yeah. Uh, we're not large yet, yeah. hoping to yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And you know, we've already received so many, um, messages from people following the battle or the, the walk. Not mm-hmm. the, I, it is a battle, but you know, for yep. following the fundraiser and, uh, saying that there's people that are following me that are trying to teach themselves how to walk again from oh. beating cancer and other cancer survivors. Like the network that we're building is, is awesome. And, uh, we're really hoping that it leads to also funding a patient's battle across the nation too. Yeah. So no, that's amazing. Yeah. I want to, I want to get into the walk, but when, when were they like, okay, you're good or does that exist? Mm, so that was five years ago, actually. Okay. Uh, they they let you have a they let you call your last day of chemo as your or the day the ports pulled out uh-huh. as your like, hey, this is good. You're good to go, right? Okay. In quotation marks, okay. Because they don't consider you good to go until five years after that day. So so when they like take the port all that, or is that considered then like you're in remission? No. What is that? So okay. that's just end of chemo. Okay. Just end of chemo. End <laughs> yeah. of chemo. At yeah. that moment, are you like, oh, like you're very happy? I was. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you, you know, the, the part that's not talked about with that is how puzzled you are because you don't, especially at my age, I can't talk for other ages with cancer, but I comprehended everything I went through. I comprehended the fact that I was supposed to go to college, but I wanted to go to West Point. So that required me being physical Mm. and I comprehended the fact that my illness changed everything that I was yeah so I had no idea so I was happy to be to be out yeah like on my way to health yes yeah but I was also very confused and honestly that confusion ended up turning into depression and turned into feeling lost and helpless to some degree so yeah so when you finished chemo are you, do they give you like restrictions on like, hey, you shouldn't do this kind of exercise, you shouldn't do this kind of movement, like be careful doing this, or were you just like pushed out? The, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, it was don't run, no sports. Like ever? Yeah, ever. Ever in your life? Ever, ever. Oh my God. Don't run, no sports, uh, don't cut like agility, right? And you're and why, n- not going to walk normally again. Why those things? 
because I'm missing my whole fibula in my leg. So they removed oh. not only the tumor, but they removed the whole fibula. So from I have the, la- the only the first inch, which is up in my knee for like ligament structure. Oh, wow. But outside that, the rest of it's gone and the tendons are wrapped around my tibia and p- surgically p- placed. So Okay. Yes. Got it. And so they said, you know, obviously, okay, those are all out of the question and you may never walk normally again. Right. Got it. Wow, that's a hard pill to swallow. How did you take it? Uh, well, at the time, I looked at my dad and said, there's always swimming. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to do something. (laughs) At the time. But then the realization of the, um, you can't point your foot. So therefore, Mm. trying to learn how to move my leg in the water was just a kathunk, kathunk. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Tried tried to golf. That ended up being, uh, I was falling over the whole time and tired of, you know, like my ankle hurt from standing on it. So I was like, well, that's not going to really happen either. So it went from uh, quickly to I can do that in the moment Mm -hmm. to after the battle being like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Mm. So how long of a period were you in this kind of lost state where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself? That was probably about three and a half, four years. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that was about the length of time. I did go to the gym a couple times or a handful of times. Yeah. Nothing consistently during that period. Um, I would still jump up on the pull-up bar and do like 20 pull-ups yeah. at one time. So I was still had some kind of strength. Mm-hmm. Don't know where it came from. It was just kind of left over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it was nothing compared to what I was. And getting over that realization was horrible, especially because I was young and I felt like I should be able to do all of that. Right. And you had like your whole life in front of you. Right. To live that to out. To tear a rotator cuff or something yeah, and, and sure. be told I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's incredibly difficult. I mean, I think about myself and like movement to me is so much medicine and like talked about how much I love walking or or just like if I couldn't do that, it would be a really, really challenging thing to overcome. Yeah, it it was something that uh, it actually it took me going through a breakup to Mm. figure out uh, the find a fire within myself Mm. again because it because exercise was my outlet. Yeah. So it took me going through another like really hard hitting the wall, event. right? Yeah. To actually get back into the gym and to move and be okay with the fact that I'm not what I was. You're not what you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could be something else. But I could do something. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So so you so you got back into the gym mm-hmm. and started kind of working there. Where did this idea to walk across the country come from? Because you know you didn't have to flex that hard. Like you could have just had a like a little like marathon kind of event. You could have had a, a benefit dinner or whatever. <laughs> but you're like, I'm gonna walk from New York to LA. Yeah, it, my it's funny because my chiropractor today was like, Why didn't you just bike? Yeah, right. You're like <laughs> He was like, you'd be done almost by now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it really stems back to, one, being told I would never do mm-hmm. it yeah. uh, because I am that stubborn person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me no. Yeah. And Or maybe we do do tell you no. Then that's <laughs> just how to see what happens it. next. No, yeah. 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 You won't go swim with that great white shark. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me. Okay. Um, 
So, that, I mean, that's a start where it is. Uh, but also, I was doing little challenges, like a pull-up challenge, things like that. Yeah, I love a challenge. And, yeah, and, you know, just I, I went from, like, 35 days of training to get 100 pull-ups within 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I was getting messages from some people that were in high school at the time saying, hey, just you waking up every day, working out, showing this, that, whatever, it's motivating me to have hope in my life. Yeah. So I was like, how can we, yeah, how can we show that at a larger scale? Yeah. So I try to walk from Westchester to Cincinnati, which was like 22 miles. Yeah. How'd that go? It went really well. I mean, we covered the distance fine, fought heat, uh, heat exhaustion, which now is electrolyte problem, not a hydration problem. Ooh, okay. That's a very, very good thing if you're going to be outside all day or even in everyday life actually totally i think that we have we don't consume enough electrolytes what's your favorite form of electrolyte like how do what's your favorite form to ingest electrolytes well infinite nutrition plug uh gotta love them cincinnati didn't even set me up for that (laughs) cincinnati brand no infinite uh they've donated custom uh hydration custom protein custom things like so is it like a powder that you put Mm -hmm. in water yep Okay. And uh, and honestly, I drink that as long you know as with other electrolyte mm-hmm. ways that are all powder like that. Yeah, uh, more so than I actually consume water right now. Oh, interesting. Yes. Did you do any training for the walk from Westchester to Cincinnati, or did you just set out? Uh, I trained pace, so I was walking at about a four point between four point five and five mile per hour like pace. That's really fast. It is really fast. Like five miles per hour. I know this from like a treadmill. Like people could be jogging at yeah, that pace. Yeah. And I, so I, it was all about turnover and just go, go, go. I mean, there were days where I was fitting training for that into a three hour block and I would be up at 3 a.m. to get, you know, the walk in before my actual day. And it's, what do you say, 22 miles? Yep. Okay. Okay. How long did it take you to walk from Westchester to Cincinnati? Uh, so we were on pace for about, uh, five hours. Okay. Um, a little bit, uh, over, but then we had to pause for about an hour and a half because I was fighting heat exhaustion. Oh. When, when did you do this? When did this happen? That was 2019. Okay. And yep. you did it in the summer? Mm, August. Yep. Oh yeah. Actually really a couple smart. years ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you did that and then you were like, okay, I want more. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw that we raised a few thousand dollars and got on the news and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, well, how cool would it be? Not how, I mean, I'm putting my body through a lot of stress, but I was like, how cool would it be to, to continue to make that impact just from something physical? Cause mm-hmm. I love training. I love, you know, bettering yourself and being yeah. all about that. Yeah. While using that as the way the nonprofit breaks through yeah in a way. no yeah it makes yeah. perfect sense it's very smart yeah yeah so when did you make the decision i'm gonna walk across the country and and yeah when did you make that decision so that was kind of shortly after but then covid and all oh, the events with yeah. that kind of squashed it yeah uh, back burner. I, yeah and then i uh i fell hiking because i moved from the gym to, because there was no gym uh-huh. to outside. Yeah, fell as hiking, we all did. Twisted my ankle, went back through progressions again. Was uh, it the, the right leg ankle? Yep. Oh, gotta shit. love it. And yeah. uh, we um, uh, got a hold of Rich Franklin, who's a UFC Hall of Famer and hometowner. 
And uh, he helped rehab, helped decide that I needed to do this. <laughs> and he told me instead of, so originally I was only thinking of walking from Cincinnati to the West Coast. Okay. And he said, uh, why would you do that when you can't even say you walked across the nation? Yeah, so you might as well go point. east to west if you're going to do it at all. And then sure enough, it just spiraled after that. So what does your training plan look like to do that? To, to do this because you're doing it. To be honest, you can't train, honestly, uh-huh. and, unless you are wealthy as all get out and mm. have nothing else to do, like literally nothing else to do Because you would just life. spend all your time. Oh, you'd spend all yeah. your time trying to walk, trying to move, trying to, you know, practice this stretch, that stretch yeah, for better mobility. And then yeah, because it's like, what do you do to train walk? Like you just yeah. walk, yeah, but yeah. then like then you're too tired to do the yeah. walk, so... It'd be one thing if I was running because Mm -hmm. then I, you can, you know, but walking, we found, I said, Hey, let's get it to where I'm walking 12 miles a day, solid, feel good on my feet for those 12 miles and let's go from there. Mm. And so I only walked 12 miles a day leading up to this endeavor. Okay. And we're averaging about seven, between 17 and 18 right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, the mountains slowed that average down. We were about 14 miles a okay. day in the mountains. Okay, but we got to go back. So where did you? Where was your starting point? Times Square. Damn, good one. Okay, so you fucking left Times Square, and then where? And then where did you start walking? We walked down to Philly. All, all in that. Wait, all no, in one go. No, I mean, no. Okay, <laughs> that was like uh, about four days. How does the log- how do the logistics work? Like you work you walk like 18, 17, 18 miles, and then you sleep. Yeah. So it we takes had, you all day. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're we're probably about eight hours of being on the road a day, eight to nine hours a day being on the road. Uh huh. Um, and and we try to leave. I try to be back by dinner. Because if we're taking advantage of hotel dinners, which we were a lot, yeah, uh, and they have a limited window, so mm. try to be back by That's dinner. It's a good goal. Yeah, like the goal is to be done so I can eat. Yes, it's a great motivator. Yes. And food is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, you wake up, you go through your mobility work, mm. or and then what's the mobility work look like? Uh, well. <laughs> It's a lot of on the ground stretching. Uh huh. Okay. A lot of it. Um, I can't do like dynamic flexibility very well because uh-huh. I can't move yeah. while I, on one foot. Really, I can't walk and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of it is stationary and laying down. Um, bands to yeah. stretch out and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just floor work. Yeah. So you start with the mobility. Mm-hmm. And then you get, what's your breakfast look like? What are you eating? Whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Um, So Kroger is also our sponsor. Yes. So from here out to the West. Yes. So from here to to the West Coast, we're super thankful that we actually have real food we can Mm, eat. Yeah. But the first part of this trek really tapped into my own personal pocket because it was just, it was gas station food yeah uh you know you're eating gas station food um dunkin donuts sandwiches which are not good for endurance stuff no i actually just had one recently Uh i was i was traveling and i was like starving and i had one i was like this ain't it i mean it it's fine yeah (laughs) but it it, tastes good in the moment but then you're like 
You can't eat that and walk. No, it just does no. not. No, no. And no. actually, so we were having Chipotle, and uh, I think I stopped. So there was we were in rougher parts of an inner city near Philly, mm-hmm. and and uh, East and West Philly are just not good. And uh, we were walking in, and I'm stopping in every diner's bathroom. Oh, because of the Chipotle. Damn it! Yeah, that was bad. Oh, that sucks. That but was you, really bad. You're saying we? You have a a team with you? I do. Okay, I do. cool. And uh, a little support uh, yeah, system. Yeah, a pretty cheer much. squad. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and so everything from social media to um, uh, planning the route, hydrating yeah. when when I need to do something, how I need to do it, team handles that. Yeah, stuff. that's so, really nice. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And you need you need you need that. Yeah, and and it's been a huge learning experience. Um, uh-huh. Everything from you know when to take a day off, which we haven't taken many, <laughs> to you know how often finding the electrolytes. How yeah. often do we need you know? What's do we like need the time look like? Right. By the time you get to Colorado, you'll be a pro. <laughs> you'll I hope know. so. You'll have it like on a like I, minute fifty seven. I hope so. Rehydrate. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, because so the nutrition that I use is good for 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. And, uh, they they say, do it again, drink 20 more ounces, do, you know, every 45 minutes to an hour. But then some of these days haven't been as hot. Some of these days right. I'm not sweating as much and right. I'm not exerting as much energy because I'm moving slower or yeah. I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So like no, trying it, to... We're not robots, right? right? We can't right. just be like, this is the scheduled right. programming, right. turn it on and like right. go at this pace. Like it'd, our bodies are different every day. It'd be great if I could. Of course. <laughs> of course. They, they think I'm a little bit of... My team thinks I'm a little bit of a robot because I will eat the same thing if given the option every day. That's how I am too, yeah. honestly. It just takes like one, it's one less decision I have to make. Yep. Like I'm good. I can go like three or four months, same thing over and over again. Pretty much. It's, uh, I think it's mainly also like I got into that habit with, you know, my, like my dietician telling me this is what you're eating. Well, she also gave me a whole menu, but I was like, you know, what's easier is just doing the meals she already had on the first sheet yep, opposed yep. to substitutes. Nope. I, I was like, so let's just go way. bop, bop, yeah. bop. Yep. So, so where, where are you in the journey now? I'm in Cincinnati. Okay. So you, you made the, you made it from New York to Cincinnati mm-hmm. and how long are you going to be here before the, you? Mm, we're tr- trying to take these five days off Okay. <laughs> so I can rest and recoup a little bit. Okay. We uh, will then be going uh, from here down Cross the bridge into Kentucky pending a shutdown. Okay. Um, hopefully they don't shut down and then we'll keep on going down to Louisville and then to St. Louis, Kansas City, Denver, Vegas, LA. Wow. Yeah. So when do you anticipate you'll finish? We're thinking if all goes well. Perfect. And if yeah. I can keep a perfect body. Right. If uh, you're get to robot status. Uh, yeah. Um hoping Thanksgiving hoping that's so much walking it's a lot of walking what's gonna be so you said you said going through the mountains was really challenging mm-hmm. what ahead is gonna be one of the most challenging spots in the country to go through the mountains the mountains <laughs> how do you do it are there routes are you walking on the road yeah there, i'm walking right next to traffic okay. it's every oh day gosh. i feel like i'm playing chicken with semis ah yeah it's a little nerve-wracking when you first do it and then you just i you don't feel like a superhuman but you feel like you know but what you get used to this it this is my road you know or something and you just kind of keep on 
going and you watch them bow out, right? Yeah. And some really pull it last minute. Uh, some give you nice cushion amount of time. I'm terrified just thinking about this. Yeah, the biggest thing I don't understand is when you're on the two-lane roads in the semis or the cars and there's nobody else out there, want to stay in the lane right. near the shoulder, right? Right. So uh, I actually found on those roads it's easier to walk in the fast lane because they're all going to stay on the side anyway. Wow. So it's, and uh, you're not walking at night. No. No. Okay. That's good. That's, no. That's safe. That's Not safe. till I hit the desert anyway. <laughs> then, then I may change that a little bit. It's going to be so hot during Just the day. A little bit. Yeah. So I we've already kind of we're trying to map out what it's going to look. I mean, weather's inaccurate everywhere. So sure. we're obviously going to have to make a little bit more adjustments when we get there. But we're thinking about walking in some kind of dark period, whether that's before the day or after the day. Got it. Uh, some kind of dark period. So adjusting to that with reflectors and lights and all that stuff, we don't have that yet, but uh, we'll be prepared for that when we hit it. So. Yeah. And you said you're using walking poles. Yep. That is helpful. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You can... So <laughs> I, I can scale a hill very easily now, oh. but... With those, I can. It's almost like I'm on a conveyor belt, and you just rally nice. it because, because you so much can be put on your upper body, depending how you use them. Yep. And uh, so it's not so much like leaning on them as mm. much as it is you're using them to like row or push your body. Yeah. Up. yeah. Interesting. And are you do you, are you listening to anything while yeah. you're doing this? <laughs> I used to be a DJ, so I have like I love fifteen thousand <laughs> songs on my phone. And I so just, songs, yeah, and not I just, podcast songs. Unfortunately, no podcasts or anything yet. Uh, battery burns up too quickly, and oh, I don't want to have. See, you've already got this down. It's rough though. Yeah, because it's, you can't charge your phone. Yeah, you hit shuffle, and you just whatever comes on. I've committed to. So the Macarena's come on like ten times. Oh one time, my god! And I just, I just, I'm walking right next to the semis doing it. So it's I'm, just, I it need is to what get, it is. I need to get some some songs from you then because. I I run like four times a week just for 25 minutes in the morning. I'm not extreme. Like it's just to like get my body moving. But, you know, I I do it four times a week and I'm like so sick of all the music that I listen to. Like I'm just like really in a music rut. But then I hear you say that you just put it on shuffle. and I'm like, (gasps) wish I had that. Wish I had that. Do you like the YMCA? Uh, The song? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I run at the Y. Uh, I, well, I guess... I'll give you the party songs out. Give me the party songs. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So always music. Are, is there ever a time where you're like, I'm just going to like go bare-eared? Yes, and it's scary. Mm, why? Because you hear sounds. Like what kind of sounds? Like a semi-truck S- pulling up on you? It, I mean, sure. A rattlesnake? I mean, you know, through you hear the banjo start playing and that freaks you out. No, I'm just kidding. Haven't heard that yet or any uh, whistles yeah, or anything. Yeah, because you haven't no. crossed over into Kentucky yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I love Kentucky. I can't make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going there next. I, I, I love you guys. Um, no, yeah, I love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but they've got bands. There's so many animals and so many like rustlings that happen. And when you're walking in the w- random mountains and you hear like deer screaming and oh. things like that, like I, I'm guessing it's deer because it sounds like sounds that you that yeah. they would make like you right. when you li- watch like National Geographic sure. or something right but you're walking and hearing all this stuff it's so much 
better just to throw some earbuds in. No, I I'm act with like you. nothing else is out there. I'm with you. Because then your mind starts going like you know, uh, you're walking next to taller grass and, uh-huh. and, and hills and stuff, and as you're passing, you just hear oh, like little and it like, like left and right, and it's you know it's little rodents, you know it's things yeah. not gonna do anything, right? But um, yeah, it's crazy and. So many people need to put their dogs on leashes. Mm. That's a real PSA. Yes. PSA to Huge. everyone. Yeah, because they have German Shepherds, Rottweilers, and Cane Corsos that oh. they don't tend to put on leashes. Oh, so my gosh. That's Got to love that stuff. That's a whole different challenge I wouldn't even think of. Do you, what are you thinking about? Are you right just now? like one foot in front of the other? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm thinking about ending this because you're asking me dumbass questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Call yourself out, like, damn! Like, like where, like what is it? Is like is it like a one foot in front of the other type of thing? Are you like daydreaming? Well, all of the above. <laughs> Until you get the call to have a, like, so we we've scheduled calls with survivors and patients and stuff like that. A lot of those calls replay in my head mm. uh, as motivation yeah um, as as a reminder of our why yeah yeah um yeah, you gotta think of the why when you're doing something like that you have to i mean because come 4 p.m i want to be done mm-hmm. right like and i still have like two hours to go mm-hmm. before i feel comfortable calling it quits yep uh so always trying to keep that top of mind yeah, that's um, I know it's top of mind because I'm in pain mm. <laughs> pretty much any time that you take a step right now. Oh. Um, and you end up tuning that out after about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's thinking of the thinking of the families, thinking of um, where you're going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do play the telephone game where it's or the telephone pole game where you try to get to the next one. Right, right. Like just, <laughs> just tricks to keep going. Yeah, you gotta um, do mental tricks. I a saying with my whole team is just one more step. Oh, you know, hey, yeah. just just take one more. You know, just go one more time. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, if you can do one more step, you can do two more steps. Right. You know, and you just break it down that simple. I think what before I started this walk, it was daunting thinking of we had to get back to Cincinnati because I knew that that was a pit stop. But the way that I looked at it was, okay, one, you can look at it major cities to major cities to major city. Let's just get to there first. But I looked at it as I have to go 100 miles 30 times. Oh, yeah. Right? I like that. And if I can break down and somehow be successful at walking the first 100, cool. Well, that's one out of three. You check it off We're the moving list, on. Cody. Moving on the list. Check it off exactly. the list. Exactly. And you just keep on going. So it's if it's not thinking about the patience, it's empty thoughts just yeah. to keep going. Yeah, yeah, just to keep mm-hmm. going. Have you talked to anyone who's done this before? I've talked to a couple people that have ran crazy distances. Okay, like ultra yeah. runners. Yeah, so Harvey Lewis, he's a Cincinnati native, Badwater yep. champion, stuff like that. Like he he and I talk frequently. Yeah, that's um, cool. Pete Kostnelik, he has the record for the fastest time running across the nation. Uh, he and I, he's, he's talked to me a couple of times yeah. before this all happened. Uh, various other just uh, recreational runners and some other crossers that have done it. Was oh, that what they're called? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Because yeah, they've called me it. And I'm like, I guess I'm a titled crosser now. I don't, I mean, I, that I guess. is going to be so amazing when yeah. you do it. When you, like, you walked across the entire country. Not many people can say they've done that. Yeah, Lewis and Clark style. Oh, I love it. I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired just listening to it. I don't think I'm going to do it, but 
You're scary. walking with me? I, I would I've actually love to walk a segment of Look, it. Look, you, you said you work from home. That's easy. Yep. You got good Wi-Fi in the hotels. Okay, perfect. I would love to. So I, um, I talked to this guy on the podcast that did the Appalachian Trail with his entire family. Mm. So like a two-year-old, a mm-hmm. six-year-old, a seven-year-old. A fourteen-year-old, his what? Like that just sounds brutal. Br- it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an it's incredible a, story, yeah. and they are an incredible family. But when I was, re- he wrote a book, and while I was reading this book, I was like, I'm gonna hike the Appalachian Trail, but like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to. But I, I like, I want to, but I don't. You know? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I do it, that means you do it. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I would like to do a really long walk. Well, I mean, I'm doing. Maybe that I'll right go now. meet you in like Colorado and track up with you through the mountains. You're crazy. <laughs> you got a crazy cell in your body because that oh, 100%, is that's 100%. that ain't nobody said that yet. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, They're I'll like, meet uh, you in Kansas City uh, under the plains where it's. See, that to me would be worse because it's just I've driven from Cincinnati to Colorado, yeah. and it's just flat. You just go nuts. Like yeah. you might just go nuts. Well, mirages and shit. I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not eating shrooms on this. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it, you're doing. It could make the uh, planes a little bit more enjoyable. I guess. Wait till you get to Denver and then make that decision. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. we because of the back and forth through the mountains with mm. my hips and stuff. They got really oh. messed up, and so I'm actually very much looking forward to Kansas. Yeah. I've never thought that in my life. Uh, I'm looking forward just to pick up some speed, flat maybe. ground. Yeah, yeah, and and just. Because the side of the ground is flat too. Oh, nice! It's the whole shoulder, like the whole shoulder. No, everything's flat. It's flat. Everything's flat, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Because the mountains, I, I yeah, it's no, just it's, not fun. No, it's gonna be and tough. You can come out. Yeah, I'm just telling you, <laughs> have trekking poles okay. because it's I not fun. I got hiking boots. Oh, you I don't even get, need boots. I gotta get poles though. Just get a nice gym shoe. Okay. Well, I already have the boots, so. Like, ultra-running gym shoes, mm. sponsored the Walk for Hope. Look yeah. at this. We are plugging <laughs> it all. This is why I need to be a daytime talk show host. It just naturally comes up that That's we're it. plugging the sponsors. <laughs> have you thought about what you're going to do after you accomplish this goal? Mm. Yes. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Because uh, that, to me, would be kind of... I'm always one though. I'm like one step ahead of myself. Like mm-hmm. I need to practice being in the present moment. And like, this is a, a crazy accomplishment goal that you're going through. And I, you probably are like, okay, enjoy this process. Enjoy this process. Like I'm going to get to it eventually. But I would just always be like, well, then what? Then what? What's next? That's completely how my mind works. Yeah, okay. <laughs> completely. Uh, so to sit there and act like I don't have an idea or a remote idea of what yeah. I'm doing is false. But I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Okay. I, That's fair. You know, it's there's a couple things being tossed around. You're but, thinking. Yeah. Your your mind is is rolling. Yeah. Yeah. But I do know what lies ahead of me is 2,000-something miles right. still, and I right. still have to hit that. So yeah. Yeah. before Keep, I can even do that, the, I have to stay the healthy until then and yeah. then uh, go from there. I, um, But I will say that the goal is to go down the list of things I was told I would never do again. Mm. And uh, since rehabbing my ankle again and, and getting it all back back to normal, and I, in fact, 
much stronger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the chiropractor was like, from watching it, the first video with Rich Franklin, my gait was horrible. Mm-hmm. I was rolling so bad to when he watched me walk down the hallway today. He's like, it's, there's not as much teeter-totter as all. I mean, it's still there, but he's like, it's much, much better. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can continue to yeah. challenge it and get it stronger. And uh, yeah, the the list of things I was told I wouldn't do again. So yeah, everything cool. stems from that. Uh, but what I've honed in on, I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. So you've talked kind of about all of the nutrition, electrolytes, like mobility, all like the physical stuff to get you through this walk. Are you doing anything or what are you doing as like self for your own self care? Like, so in these times that you have off, right? Mm-hmm. Like how are you, what's your favorite way to like take care of yourself? Try to sleep. Oh, sleep is just <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. Have not slept very well for the past three weeks. Uh, but is it cause you're just like, ba- like bouncing different places? And- yeah. And, and we, <sighs> And we've gotten busier, mm. honestly. So my mind being always a step ahead, yeah. right? I'm always thinking, um, and I got to get better at allowing it to chill. Yeah. Same. Uh, because I'm naturally right now waking up at 4.15 in the morning, mm. which if I want to be Mark Wahlberg status or Kevin Hart or, right. well, The Rock's probably up at 2 a.m. Yeah, probably. But, you know, they, then great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not trying to be them. Yeah. Uh, so especially right now. But- Um, yeah, naturally I'm getting up at that time. Uh, so I'm trying to curve either how to just fill work up Mm -hmm. then and then maybe take a nap right before I head out or something. Uh, but, but it is a lot of, um, uh, try to, try to get off the feet. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to game. Love playing video oh, games. Oh, yes, I love that for yeah, you. Yeah. It's great self-care. Great self-care. Shut the mind off yep. for a little bit. Get lost yep. in a little world. I love Trash that. Trash talk some people yep. online. You know, yep. it, it's a great, Definitely. great way, you know? <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm all for it. I mean, like, I, like, love to watch Sex in the City. You and see? just, like, yeah. turn yeah. my brain off. Yep, yep. Like, I don't have, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm the person jumping no off a five-story building in Call of Duty trying to shoot you in the head yep. and dying myself. Yep. So, yep. Yep. yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then... I like to read too. Yeah. So reading and, uh, and gaming and we're hoping to actually maybe get some kind of like a book club or some kind of like, uh, my hope is that I can start playing, uh, video games cause we're sponsored by Ubisoft. Um, (laughs) another one, there you go. There you go. Another one. Uh, and, uh, hopefully we can get like a little game group with like cancer patients and stuff going. Uh, the book club would be, be more for everybody, but, right. but the, uh, gaming, especially I took my Xbox with the intention, not of self-care, mm-hmm. but the intention of eventually connecting with, cause I knew the sponsorship was on the horizon. Cool. So my hope was to connect with patients. Yeah. So no, that's really great. That's really great. Okay. So the, um, nonprofit, nonprofit, mm-hmm. profit, what was that word? Champions do overcome. How can people help support? Where, where can they kind of find everything, yeah. watch the video I was talking about, all that good stuff? Well, it's championsdoovercome.org. Easy enough. And it's and the donate button mm-hmm. is hard to miss. Uh, it's either at the bottom or in the scroll down, donate. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, from the phone, I think it's just there all the time. Okay. Um, we also have the Instagram overcomer team. Okay. And our link tree, it's the very first button. It yep. says donate here. Uh, and 
you know, all of the proceeds that we raise from this point forward yeah. are all for the families. Mm. We, our sponsors have been great mm-hmm. and everything is pretty much funded. Yep. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because through donations and stuff, we've, we've gotten pretty much everything. We still are looking for a couple more, um, like hotel donations, but we're, we're optimistic that we'll get those. Yeah. And we're looking to swap out our personal cars for somebody else's cars, given that we've already gone through two oil changes on one Ooh, of our cars yeah, already. Yeah. So yeah. It's a long distance yeah, to cover. And riding the brakes down the mountains really tears them up too. Oh. So that's on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, so we're hoping enterprise or somebody, uh, car dealership, whatever is willing to manifest it. Yeah. It let there. us use a vehicle. Yeah. Um, but outside of those, we're fully funded. So yeah, that's great. Um, everything that we do from here on out is for the kids. Yeah. Um, and it's yep. always been that intention. Yeah. So yeah. super, super excited about that. So it's like food. It could be food. It could be money for housing. It could be date night for the parents, mm-hmm. like anything that's just really going to help support them as they're going through that difficult time. Completely. And yeah. our, and our goal is, is when we hit the pier, uh, Santa Monica Pier. Oh, that's yeah. the final end stop. I should have asked that, that question. That is. It's okay. I, I plugged it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, when, me out. Yeah. When we hit the pier, the goal is, is that we have been able to fund not only numerous families here in Cincinnati and the Dayton area, but a f- one family's full battle in each of the major cities we've oh, touched. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've set our goal of $300,000 accordingly. Yeah. And we've already raised over fifty. So... We're about a sixth of the way there. All right. We are further than a sixth of the way on the journey. So whether you're behind or ahead, I don't, or behind or on time, I don't really know. Yeah. But, you know, we got some work to do, but we're optimistic with all the new partnerships and community networking that we've been doing. Yeah. That's amazing. You're amazing. That's so incredible. Thank you. What does being fit mean to you? Well, simply put I couldn't do this if I wasn't somewhat fit right yeah. uh no I mean it's it changes your mindset your emotions your physicality I mean fitness goes much deeper than mm-hmm. you know what you are physically mm-hmm. and if you aren't fit um I credit cancer how the ease of that as to being physically fit. Right. You're like, I just got through that thing. Like yeah. I can do. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because I was fit for that. Mm. So being fit is very tiered. And I think, uh, it, the importance that it has for the mental mm-hmm. and emotional is honestly outweighs the physical. Yeah. Totally. And it's, and it's much needed in everybody's life. Uh, yep. we're doing this to try to show like, Hey, now that I have the option, you'll see what I'm eating yeah, and and complete diet wise. Right. Now that I have the ability with more team involvement and stuff, you'll see more, um, stretching and fitness plans and things like, because it is the total complexities. You'll see me read, you'll see me. (laughs) Right. It's all of it. It's all of it. And being fit is, is, um, and spiritually too. I'm not saying that you have to be cat Christian or Mm -hmm. anything, but have something, you know, and take time, for that, yeah. you know, for that intrinsic self. Yeah, you know? a gratitude, a, a something. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you. It's been such delight. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, we'll make sure we link everything and, and people can, you know, get in touch and donate and all that. And good luck. Thank you. Thank I you. can't wait until you do it. Hey, 
Be at the pier. I <laughs> also I would love to be in Santa Monica. Yes, so I might hold you to that. But thank you so much, Cody. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah.